Hey guys, Nikki here with a reading for you today of um, this latest article, which is it's kind of a fun one, but I think it has a, a serious uh, underlying message. The article is titled The Bullshit Epidemic. So we'll jump in, into it. Bullshit is and always will be all around us, but it's on the rise. And thanks to the internet and social media, the bullshit we're exposed to has become more extravagant than ever. For the first time in history of humanity, we found ourselves in a bullshit epidemic. We are quite literally suffocating in shit. Some of it innocent droplets, some sting so bad the fumes alone could kill you. And here's the problem with bullshit. It's subjective. One man's bullshit is another's drop of sunshine. One screams truth, the other screams fake news. Personally, I've a low tolerance for this stuff. I also can't believe how profitable it is. Coffee made from Luok shit, an inferior blend to the bull, retails at 45 pounds in Harrods for 10 pods. That's four pounds 50 for the pleasure of drinking a special blend of shit, which you have to brew yourself at home. At least they're upfront about it. That's genuine authenticity, not the bullshit authenticity we become accustomed to. Alas, the bullshit words. Those puppies will be tackled in a future post. For now, I want to focus on some other bullshit. Bullshit quotes. Each bullshit quote will get its very own rating on the patent-pending bullshitometer, where a one is an innocent poop drop and a 10 is an almighty scouring in a public lavatory. Then you'll get your verdict, verdict. And then fuck it, because my editor told me this leaves the reader with nothing more than a bitter aftertaste. I've extracted a tasty golden nugget for each piece of shit to turn that bitterness into something sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's talk some poo. Number one. Once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. All this universe stuff is where I think people have lost their marvels the most. Admittedly, I don't fully understand it. Are we talking about a replacement for God, Allah or Oprah? Or are we talking like actual science? I read The Secret many moons ago and have made many decisions since. From personal experience, I can confirm that whatever the universe was up to, it certainly wasn't conspiring to help me out. I know I can be cynical. I'm certainly not Mary Poppins, and you might be screaming blasphemy right now. But I constantly see the universe failing others who place a tremendous amount of trust in her also, or him. Have we even had that debate yet? The Secret is one of the best-selling self-help books of all time because it tells us exactly what we want to hear, which apparently is utter bullshit. I'm also reading The, right, the Alchemist right now. Great book, and this is a side note, by the way, but it's also fiction. Uh, bullshitometer re rating, 10. Verdict, the universe doesn't give a fuck about you. The Golden Nugget, an important element of the law of attraction is visualization. One study split basketball players into three groups. One group practiced shooting hoops for 20 minutes each day. The other, other visualized shooting hoops for 20 minutes a day with no practice. And the last group did neither. The results were fascinating. 
naturally the group that practice improved the most but the group that visualized also improved significantly and weren't far behind the group that did neither didn't improve at all now i'm not sure if that study is bullshit or not but i like to think it's not so instead of just wishing things into your life and hoping the universe delivers it might not be the worst idea to sit down and envision yourself executing in an area of your life where you'd like to improve. Number two. Number two. On average, every CEO reads 60 books a year. <sighs> Don't get me wrong, I love to read. Bookstores have somehow become my Disneyland. But this has to be some grade A bullshit right up there with the tooth fairy. Can somebody, anybody, please point me to the data and don't dare send me a link of an article by Fairy Godboss citing a survey by Fast Company with an affiliate link to Blinklist. Bill Gates reads a measly 50 books a year. Is that dude average? No, he might not even be mortal. He's an extremely gifted mind. The same time you were discovering porn, he was reading and understanding books about algorithms and all sorts of funky shit, and he loved it. The personal development industry pushes this narrative because they sell books. Shock, horror. And while reading is definitely healthier than porn, it can still become a distraction and a means of procrastination. It can also become a trap for the perfectionist by feeding their impossible desire to be perfect. As a result, everything becomes rushed, they become stressed, and then they die, or something. Most stand to learn a lot by reading a little bit more. But many of those buying into this 60 book bullshit could gain a whole lot more by striving for less. Bullshitometer reading, 10. Verdict, many successful people read, many don't. The golden nugget, especially true in personal development, you would be better off reading a few books multiple times rather than forcing yourself to try and read 60. For argument's sake, Let's say you're trying to improve your interpersonal skills and you read a book full of wisdom that inspires you to start making tweaks in your behavior as you go. You get excited because these tweaks and subtle changes in your behavior are actually making a difference. You're feeling more confident and joyful in your day-to-day -day interactions because the book serves not only as, you, as, not only as your teacher, but, but as accountability inspiration and a reminder now that's powerful but then what happens you get to the end put it down forget about it and quickly move on to the next and you do it all before turning your new behaviors into habits because you lack the patient patience and aren't prepared to give it the required time to make real changes because you believe it will come with the next book or because you're comparing your journey to someone else's it's all surface level shit. Now, imagine instead of trying to read another 10 books on the subject by different teachers who use different methods, you took the time to reread that one book that resonated with you again and again. Would all those lessons begin to resonate with you on a deeper level? Would the behavioral tweaks you make begin to penetrate your subconscious and form healthy new habits that could massively impact your quality of life. 
It's a rhetorical question, but I think the answer is yes. Number three, it will all work out in the end. Well, fuck me. Eight billion people on this planet, half of which are forced to drink water contaminated in shit, yet everything in your little world should and will work out. That was the fairy tale we were found when we were kids, and many people still want to buy into it. I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that. How many do you think nod off in their deathbed without regret, thinking to themselves, ah, sure, it all worked out in the end? If you assume everything will work out and leave it up to faith because some spiritual genie told you so, then you'll only increase the likelihood of nothing working out as planned. Problems don't just work themselves out if ignored. They get worse. It's up to you to take on that responsibility and do everything in your power to ensure things work out. And even then, there's no guarantee that they will. Bullshit a meter reading? Seven. Verdict? It might work out. It might not. The golden nugget? Relying on the assumption alone that everything will work out is what most adults assume growing up who are now thinking, how the fuck? You are solely responsible for the decisions you make. If things aren't working out, only you can change your course. Nobody else. It's an important distinction to make that can be extremely liberating because even though life can suck, you're accepting full responsibility. And while that might feel grossly unfair in the pits of despair, you'll soon start focusing on the solutions, not the problems. You'll stop feeling sorry for yourself and start taking action. And while your journey will likely require patience, you'll greatly increase the likelihood of it all working out in the end. And then you'll die. Remember, we're a delusional bunch who will justify our bullshit by any means necessary till it becomes our truth. We need bullshit to give us meaning. Unfortunately, some of that bullshit is so subtly extravagant and sinister that we get lost along the way. That's what the Bullshit Chronicles are about. Simply some bullshit to get you thinking whether your bullshit, the bullshit in your life is serving you or not. Debate, the debate of whether you buy into bullshit or not is not a debate. The only thing you need to debate with yourself is whether that bullshit is serving you or not. Because if it is, it's not your bullshit. It's your little drop of sunshine. The end. Thanks for listening as always. And if you like to share with me any of the bullshit that you come across in life, um, I would be thrilled to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email, nikki at nikkicullen.com. I'm out of here. Thanks again. Bye.